Welcome into the Bear Down Podcast right here on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can listen to our show weeknights, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we talk Bears football in the NFL with you right here on the Bear Down Podcast. All right, Abdallah, week 7 in the NFL. The Bears are preparing for a Monday night match against the Patriots on the road Bears Patriots Monday Night Football should be a good test for this Bears team that is, they are 2 and 4 on the season. They've been disappointing to this point, but this should be a good game on Monday night. You hope it is because the Patriots are a 8 7 and a half to 8 point favorite in some places and right now like normally the past month, right? We've come in here and said this should be a game where the Bears can put up some offensive numbers, right? This team is 25th in defense, 22nd in defense. They're they're 29th against the pass. This is a game where Justin Fields should be able to sign. This team in the Patriots are 7th in overall defensive DVOA. They run the ball extremely well. They are great where the Bears are weak. So this could be a long one. I would imagine that that a great coach in Bill Belichick knows exactly how to stop the Bears' running game because their defense is so good. I wouldn't be surprised if Mac Jones comes back if he's on a pitch count, as they say, and they run the ball 45 times because the Bears are horrible against the run. You've seen it against Saquon Barkley, against Brian Robinson, against all these running backs that they've faced in recent weeks. So to me, yeah, it could be a good game. We've seen the Bears, except for the Packers game, be in every single game and have a chance to either tie or win the game with the last possession. But this is going to be tough. This Patriots team is really good, and you have the best coach in the NFL. We're recording this on a Thursday uh, as we head into Week 7. So this is the latest from the Patriots on ESPN.com. Mike Reese, he says that Patriots quarterback Mac Jones expects to be available for the team's Monday night football game against the Bears, sources tell ESPN. Uh, Jones has been inactive for the past three games, has told teammates recovery from his high left ankle sprain he suffered September 25th has progressed. Uh, The final hurdle would be to to be cleared in practice. Uh, The Patriots are practicing today on Thursday. Uh, So obviously we will find out on the injury report post-practice how that goes. But sources are telling Mike Reese and ESPN that Mac Jones is expected to play, which is interesting because a lot of the national media and conversation this week has been about Bailey Zappi, the rookie quarterback, the third string quarterback, who in a couple of games has played really well for the Patriots, including last week, throwing for 300 yards and two touchdowns in a victory. So Mac Jones, sources telling ESPN, expected to play on Monday night against the Bears. Uh, At times, Mac Jones hasn't looked great. Uh, We've had the conversation between Justin Fields, Mac Jones, and all the other quarterbacks that were drafted last year in the first round. And I think we both agree that we place Mac Jones either third or fourth on the list when comparing some of the other quarterbacks from that draft class. Should be a good matchup between Fields and and Mac Jones. I know you hate saying quarterbacks are facing off against each other because they're really facing off against the defenses. But I think it's an intriguing matchup of second-year quarterbacks for the Monday night game. Yeah, and I think that if uh, Mac Jones does start, it could be good and it could be bad for the Bears, right? Like, it could be good if... Bill Belichick is like, all right, go out there and play. I want to see how you're doing. I want to see how you're feeling. He has only put up two touchdowns and five interceptions in the games that he's played. Uh, he's as a completion percentage of 66%, and he's thrown for uh, 786 yards. Now, that's not in a lot of games because he's been injured, 
But at the same time, it could be bad for the Bears because they are very bad against the run as a defense. And Ramondre Stevenson, the running back for the Patriots, has been playing really well. He's got 448 yards right now. That's seventh in the NFL. So he's put playing well. And that offensive line is decent, and they create a lot of space for their running backs. And that's kind of how they've gotten by. And with Bailey Zappi, I feel like he's been playing great for a backup quarterback. So had Cooper Rush until he faced a defense that's very deep and very good up front and can generate turnovers like the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Bears' defense don't have the pass rushers that the Eagles do, but they do have some good players that have been playing really well, and Jaquan Brisker and Jalen Johnson is back. So, you, you can, you know, and Eddie Jackson's had some interceptions this year. So, they, they can be gettable. But with backup quarterbacks, they eventually turn back into the pumpkin right like they turn back into backup quarterbacks is that how the story goes yeah you turn the yeah the the carriage turns back into a pumpkin hmm. the i think they turn back into mice and like cinderella the shoe turns i don't know the shoe's the same because you have shoe, to find the, the shoe. shoe turns into a boat a boot no you have to find the shoes are the same because he has to find the shoe so how, how are things turning back and then the shoes stay the same that's a great question and it's never been addressed in the folklore uh, and I think you could address why it. Why unsubscribe to that kind of nonsense? So, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> to me, eventually, like, I don't think he would have been bad against the Bears. I think the Bears are gettable. You've seen them against the run. And Bailey Zappi can just manage the game. But with Mac Jones coming back, they might be more run heavy because they're, they don't want him throwing a lot. But that's the game plan against the Bears is be run heavy. And be opportunistic, like we saw with Daniel Jones before he went out, like we saw with with Carson Wentz against the Commanders uh, last Thursday night. So I feel like you're going to get Mac Jones. He's going to play, but they're going to be very conservative with him and opportunistic because of how well the Patriots have run the football. So in our uh, 505 down, I'm Black and Abdallah. Each week we list off the five best teams, five worst teams in the NFL. Uh, this week is the first week that I've placed the Bears in my five down. Me too. I have them at 29. Uh, so previously, I thought that even though the record may not reflect it, I thought that they were a pretty good uh, scrappy team. They just are not as talented as others, so things haven't really broken their their way to this point in this season. Unfortunately, and full disclosure here on the podcast, uh, this is a conversation you and I had on Tuesday uh, we actually have recorded back-to-back podcasts that had technical difficulties. So if this feels like a conversation that people had earlier in the week or that we've had on shows, uh, we, we had it. It's just, uh, it just hasn't been on this podcast. So thank you for continuously uh, downloading the, the Bear Down podcast here on the ESPN Chicago app. But after the Washington game, uh, you lose 12-7 to to seven points and the inability to score in the red zone. Whatever you want to blame, the quarterback, the play calling, the lack of weapons around him, uh, to me, you're a bottom five team. And so that's where we sit, two and four heading into week seven, and three straight weeks, you have played football games. You could argue the Bears should be two and three in the last three weeks. If that's the case, the Bears would be four. They'd have four wins, right? Yeah. If that were the case, yeah. if mm-hmm. they went two and three in the last three weeks, they would be sitting with a record of four and two, right? So, and, yeah. and at that point, we would be talking so much differently about this team, 
about the direction of this season, what's going on. And I get that the quarterback hasn't been great. The offense hasn't really shown anything. But they've been in the contest. Vilas Jones Jr. has been terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Multiple times, muffing punts, turning the football over, short field for teams to then take a, a victory. I, to me, this team has been, has been proving us uh, in the last three weeks, proving to us in the month of October that they are a bottom five team and we were wrong heading into this season. I thought things would have been a little bit different and they've, they've performed under what we expected them to be. Yeah, and I think when you look at the offense, it's not just Justin Fields, and that's why you can put them in the bottom five. Like, if it was just Justin Fields, if you're like, hey, man, this guy just ain't it, but the defense is playing well, and otherwise the offense is playing really well, you know, running the ball and that kind of thing. But their offensive line is ranked 29th, according to Pro Football Focus. Their wide receivers and tight ends are tied for second to last in the NFL in the metrics that they use to measure wide receivers and tight ends. They also have the seventh most drops in the NFL for tight ends and wide receivers. And also he's getting pressured on 50% of his dropbacks, the most in the NFL. So that's everybody. That is a full offensive crap fest, whether it's the players, whether it's Getsy coaching, whether it's Eberflus trying to designate what they're going to do. It is everybody. And if you look at their defense, they can't stop the run to save their lives. They're fine against the pass. You know, you've got some good, like, Kyler Gordon's been playing well. He's had some bad plays, but he's been playing well. Jaquan Brisker looks like a good piece that you're going to have. Kendall Vildor has held his own for the most part. I know he wasn't drafted recently, but in this draft class, but he's held his own recently. You have some good players, but it's just not coming together the way we expected it to. And we expected them to play better. Like, Darnell Mooney is playing like a true number three and not a number one that he believes that he is and that he's supposed to be on this team. A number one makes that catch on the goal line and falls into the end zone. Bears win the football game. Last second TD throw from Fields to Mooney. Everyone feels better about everything, and you move forward. But what happened was a bobble. Finally, the catch happens outside the goal line, and your quarterback is standing there miffed, head down, on a knee, looking around like, what is all this crap around me? I mean, mm-hmm. that watching the game on, on Thursday night, that's what I, I felt from watching is like, you know, the quarterback's going to get a lot of blame for a lot of this stuff, and that missed throw in the end zone to the tight end earlier in the game is 100% his fault. But, like, guys aren't making plays to help him out. And the play was there, good throw from fields. Mooney just can't collect and get into the end zone. So Matt Eberflus on Tuesday he talked about the conflict between trying to win now and building a culture and a future for the Chicago Bears. Here's Eberflus. No, I would say that Ryan and I want to win every game. You know, so that's, there's no conflict there at all. So, um, I mean that he doesn't want to win the game. I okay. wouldn't mind that. I'm okay. saying that you're trying to win the game this week. Maybe he's saying we can leverage this player for future prospects or future players that, that may not help you this year, but will help you. Right. Later. Yeah, I understand the question. I would just say that I would just make a general statement there that we're always going to do what's best for the Chicago Bears, you know, in our franchise, uh, not only now, but for the future. That's what we're always going to do. Eberflus also talked about uh, evaluating the offense and the team overall through uh, to this point in the season, two and four heading into week seven. You know, everybody knows we've been running the ball really well on offense. We need to improve our passing game. Um, you know, in situations we need to improve. Uh, we know that. 
Uh, so we're going to work diligently to get that done. Same thing on defense. You know, we hadn't stopped the run as well as we wanted to over the first six games, but we played some pretty good pass defense. Um, we don't have the sack numbers we want to have. Um, Part of that's a function of getting them in the right down of distances uh, to stop the run in the, in the first part of it. And we got to get better situation there, too. You know, third down red zone, we have to get better. You know, so we know uh, where we're strong and we know where we have to improve. And we're going to work hard to do that and put our minds together. You know, so we'll, we'll see where it goes. And it's, got, it's a week-to-week basis, you know, in this league. And every week has got a set of challenges to it. Uh, the personnel on the other side, your personnel, how they match up to it, uh, what you can take advantage of and how you can uh, – you know, win the football game. So that's Matt Eberflus, uh Tuesday, preparing for the Patriots this weekend. You know, something that we talked about with Justin Fields and his development, can they teach him in the middle of the season to get rid of the ball quicker? Is that something that Luke Getze, Eberflus, and this team can kind of figure out? Here's Eberflus on Tuesday talking about that. I think so. Yeah, I think you can make small incremental improvements, you know, as you go. I think it's uh, with anybody. I think you can learn to, uh, you know, read your keys and and see, you know, what the coverages are uh, faster. I think you can identify that pre-snap, post-snap a little bit faster, and I think uh, you can do that. Just count in your head. Just count it in your head. Like, if you're in the pocket, right, and it comes, and you're running for your life. Just count in your head. After three seconds, go one, two, three, throw. One, two, three, throw. Like, I know it's hard to process that in the moment, but they have to be sitting in film room with him. And I hope they went over this during this 10-day break in between the Thursday night and the Monday night game where you can sit there and just say, look at, like, we're not saying throw it to Mooney here. Throw it to, you need to look for Komet here. Just throw the ball away. Or throw it, throw it. You're not throwing to Komet. You're throwing Komet open. You're throwing, you know, Darnell Mooney, he might be here, but by the time you get rid of the ball and the ball gets there, he's going to be here. So you need to throw the ball here by the time you get to three in your head. You know, like, I feel like they're, I don't want to say that they're making it more confusing for him. or He doesn't have the ability to handle that, but he needs to have that internal clock speed up. And I think one of the reasons you looked at, oh, well, he's got the most time to throw the ball. Yeah, because he's running around and holding on to it for five seconds at a time, and you shouldn't be doing that. That's not a good way to play quarterback. Eberflus was asked on Tuesday, is Fields holding on to the ball too long? Yeah, I mean, and again, that's, that's probably you'd have to pick out the plays and we have to go through the plays on that. But, uh, you know, getting the ball out of your hands fast puts pressure on the defense. It does. You know, when you're, you know, for example, when they pressure and you get the ball out of your hands to a hot answer or, or a looky or whatever that might be, and you, and you hit him in stride and get the, the, the runner running in a positive uh, you know, way, that's always hard on the defense. Um, you know, it's, it's always something that you have to work on. You know, under center is, you know, getting the ball out quick. You know, from the shotgun, getting the ball out quick. It's all about footwork and how we deliver the ball. So that's Matt Eberflus on Tuesday as the Bears prepare for the Patriots on Monday night football, Abdallah. This should be a interesting game to watch. I, I'm excited for it, and I'm hopeful that the offense is going to continue to develop, but this Patriots team, they're very good, and then they're very good, especially defensively. Yeah, not only that, but we uh, we hold Matt Eberflus to the same standard that you hold every coach to with Matt Nagy, and this is another game where we're going into it. As of right now, that could change on Monday night, getting into Monday night, but as of right now, as recording this on a Thursday, the Bears are a touchdown or more dog, and we know that Matt Nagy went over in that situation. Uh, right now, 
because of seven and a half and they lost by seven, Matt Eberflus is one and one in those situations. And what does that mean? Well, to me, it means your team is ready to play a football game. Your team isn't getting blown out. Your team has taken the extra time, 10 days here, to get ready for this matchup against the Patriots. Now they're an eight-point dog, seven and a half in some places. It could go down to seven by the time we get to kickoff on Monday night. But as of right now, Matt Eberflus is a seven and a half point or eight-point dog in this game against the Patriots on Monday night. So I'm hoping that just like the last few games, except for the, um, the uh, Packers game, that if, if you're losing this game, that's fine. Make the adjustments. They've played better in the second half. Come out, play better in the second half, and be in a situation at the end of the game to tie or take the lead, whether it's a field goal, whether it's a touchdown, and then going for two. Just be in that situation. Because that means you've kept the game close. You've kept the, 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 you know, the Patriots' uh, attention during this game. And that you have a chance, once again, for Justin Fields to lead this team down the field, whether it's you know, 80, 60, 50, however many yards it is, down the field and put them in a situation to try and tire win the game. Don't get blown out. The Patriots yeah. blew <laughs> out the Lions uh, two weeks ago, 29 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a backup quarterback. So, you know, this team is pretty good. They're third in the AFC East. They're three and three. They're going to be well coached. They might have their starting quarterback back with Mac Jones on Monday night. So Abdal's right. Uh, Don't get blown out. Be competitive in these games and start to improve on some of the things that we've seen where you had winnable games and you just could not get it done. You know, on the other side of the field, we heard from Matt Eberflus here on the podcast. Uh, Bill Belichick made the rounds uh, in the Chicago media over the week because uh, Bill Belichick started his uh, press conference on Wednesday uh, discussing the Bears. He talked for seven minutes and 20 seconds about the Chicago Bears. Now, you know, a, a pretty impressive group and, and uh, really a young team that you can see getting better. So he, he goes on and on about the Chicago Bears. A lot of people took note at how nice Bill Belichick talked about a team that's two and four and all the different... Uh, you know, props he threw the Bears away, uh, sitting there as most of us look at this team as as not a very good football team. But Bill Belichick had different thoughts. Now, to some, like you and me, uh, Bill Belichick's a little boring. Uh, when you listen to Belichick, it's not you know, a, a pretty impressive group and and uh, really a young team that you. Now, I like what he says. It's just not very interesting to listen to. Well, I'm blocking up Dollar this week. We had a chance to mash up Bill Belichick's uh, presser from the other day. And that's how we're going to leave you on this Bear Down podcast, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we'll talk to you next after the Bears play on Monday Night Football against the Patriots this upcoming Tuesday. Uh, The Bear Down podcast you can find right here on the ESPN Chicago app. But Adam, uh, we leave you today with Bill Belichick, a mashup from Black and Abdallah. Take a listen. You know, a pretty impressive group and, and uh, really a young team that you can see getting better um, all the time. Uh, you know, Coach uh, has done a really good job here with, you know, installing his system and I think adapting and, uh, to the personnel that, that they have there and obviously getting a lot of young players involved. It's one of the youngest teams in the league. Um, you know, offensively, in the fields is a, you know, it's a major major threat every time he touches the ball. Very athletic kid. Um, 
You know, Mooney is really an outstanding receiver. When's he's Black's been Hall of had Fame a ton of production, and, and um, you know, I can see why he's very, very good at everything. Plays Daddy like multiple you. positions <laughs> yeah. in the slot a lot, but they they'll move him around and, and whatever. He's had a ton of production, and then um, you know, whatever. of course, the backs, uh, Herbert Montgomery, are. Are very good. Okay, um, then you're born. You know, this running game is, is right there with Cleveland. I mean, they, they literally, literally have about the same exact amount of yardage. <laughs> yeah. I think Herbert's leading the league in yards per carry. Uh, they're hard, very hard Whatever. to tackle. And um, you know, they do a real, real good job. Black's with Hall their, of Fame induction. Their running game uh, and the play action Whatever. game as well. Um, Whatever. A lot of explosive plays, lead the league in yards Whatever. per pass attempt. Uh, they've hit some Whatever. big plays. Some of those are catch and run plays, and then you add on field scrambles, uh, which are they might count as running plays and stats, but actually passing plays. Okay, in terms then you're of having board. to defend them. Um, there, there really are a lot of explosive plays. Okay, there then you're that, bored. That are Whatever. Problems, so. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Yeah, offensive line, talented offensive line. When's Black's Hall tackle. of Fame induction? Um, but really, the the backs, <laughs> yeah. the fields. Whatever. You know, guys that can really Whatever. score on, on any play. Uh, Whatever. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. That, okay, then you're bored. You know, Whatever. Use in there so they okay, give us then you're bored. Whatever. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Special teams is, is uh, another young group. players. Do you like Hot Fudge Sunday? Houston Carson Whatever. Is, is really one of the better coverage players that we'll see all okay, year. Okay, then you're bored. Um, Whatever. You know, okay, Jones, uh, Whatever. rookie, is, has been, you know, great for him. And, and Blackwell's is very fast. So they have a lot of team speed. Um, okay, you know, then you're then born. Whatever. Their, you know, okay, the linebackers. Whatever. Those guys run well, okay, too. Okay, then you're born. Whatever. Really Black's Hall of Fame induction. Daddy Likey. Um, one of the better groups that we've played. Santos, really solid. Daddy Likey. Uh, Kicker, Black's Hall of Fame induction. Uh, just hits the ball straight Okay, then through. you're bored. Uh, Whatever. Very consistent. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Uh, the skills, like got a big leg. Honor's got a big leg. And, uh, How's that for you? That's you know, fine. He, he walks it down there pretty good, so... They can change field position, especially with their fast coverage players, the three guys I mentioned there. Um, they've done an excellent job of, of uh, you know, creating good field position. I'm just a fan. Their, I'm not a football defense. evaluator. You know, Jones, in <clears throat> uh, return game, Nino. strong, explosive guy. You know, he's been a lot I'm of just a fan. Him. I'm not a football really evaluator. The ball uh, you know, Pettis and I'm just and, a fan. Uh, Ebner, I'm not a football player. Okay, then you're Whatever. Okay, then you're poor. Whatever. Okay, then you're poor. Pettis, Whatever. experienced guy back there. Okay, He's, then you're poor. Whatever. Okay, then you're poor. Whatever. It's it's good good special team unit. Very sound. Uh, do, you, do you do this? Players. Do you sex? And, you know, it's a lot of tough matches. Okay, then you're poor. Whatever. Do you, do you and, do this? Uh, do you sex? You know, defensively, okay, you're uh, whatever. You know, Matt's okay, then you're obviously brought his whatever. very successful do you, do you system do this? Do you sex? Uh, from Indianapolis. Whatever. Movement. Okay, then you're poor. Whatever. You know, in Indy, they, they led, the, led the league in, in turnovers do you, do you for four straight years. Do you sex? Uh, okay, then you're poor. Whatever. You led the Dodgers. All securities. Do you do this? Do you sex? Whatever. Okay, then you're poor. Whatever. Got okay, a lot of outstanding players. Um, they're hard to block on the front. Obviously, Quinn is. Do you do, you do this? Do you sex? Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Corey. You know, in this era, I mean, his numbers are. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Last year, do you do this? Do you sex? 
Daddy likey. Major disruptive force on the edge. Daddy likey. Two linebackers. Daddy likey. Daddy likey. Make a ton of tackles. Obviously, Smith leading the league in tackles. Been at the top of the league almost every year. He's he's very hard to block. Very good tackles from sideline to sideline. He's got a lot of range. Very instinctive. Gets off block well, obviously finds the ball. Do you do, you do this? Do you sex? Really just a, okay, you know, then you're bored. Whatever. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Daddy like it. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. around the ball, very instinctive player uh, at the safety position. Uh, he you know, does some different things, but uh, Corey. around the ball, he kind of quarterbacks a secondary back there. And, Corey! You know, make, makes a lot of plays. Corey! He makes a lot of big plays. Corey! Turnovers and Corey. returns for touchdowns. Okay, then you're like Whatever. Kind of his playmaking style back there. So, do, you, do you do this? Do you sex? You know, Corey! Coach Eberflus has really done a done a good job. I mean, the second half, they're the best defensive team in the second half of games in the league. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Much anything okay, then you're bored. Whatever. They're under seven points a game in the second half or something like that. So, you know, watch them play in the second half. And it seems When's like Hall of Fame Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Figure out what the offense is doing, make some adjustments. When's Black's uh, Hall of Fame induction? Shut almost everybody okay, down. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. Okay, then you're bored. Whatever. So that's obviously a big concern for us as well. So, Corey! Young Whatever. players, you know, guys, Corey. guys that we don't know very well that have already jumped in. And, Corey! Uh, you know, Whatever. Made a big impact for okay, then you're second bored. Whatever. Guys like Mooney, do, you, do you do this? Do you sex? Defense, Jones in the kicking game, Gill in the kicking game. Um, do, you, do you do this? Like do you obviously, there's a few guys, you know, the Santos and... Certainly, you know, you, Quinn, you guys this? like that, you, that have, you know, 